Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome into the post-signing day edition of the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are joining me once again. And some, I don't know if I want to call it meltdown. It hasn't really gotten quite to that level, but a lot of negative reaction about what has happened this early National Signing Day with Ole Miss's recruiting class. And we're here to talk about it. So Ole Miss right now, as I'm looking at it on the 24-7 composite, has the number four, or excuse me, excuse me, no, they don't. The number 24, the number 24 class in the country, which is uh, seven worse than last year, where they had a top 20 class depending on what service you look at. And that's another thing. It all kind of depends on what service you look at. But a lot of hand-wringing is going on. People that are kind of furious with how the class has shaken out. And they are partially right and also lacking some serious context. We're going to talk about that today right here on the podcast. I do want to remind you, though, uh, first of all, if you want to be a part of this, if you like what you hear and you want to hear your business's name attached to it, I've got an audience, pretty good one here, and uh, this works, and I can prove it. So if you want to be a part of this, send me an email, Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y, 12, at gmail.com. And you can join the likes of LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue. It's the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. They have daily lunch specials. Those are Monday through Friday, but they're open seven days a week. So if you're cooking with meat. LB's is the best place in Mississippi to do it. Go by and see Greg and tell him that I sent you. All right. Can can two things be true at once? It's like my favorite thing to do in content is I know that I'm supposed to pick a side and tell you that the class was a disaster. Or I'm supposed to pick the other side and tell you the class was great. And if you're melting down, you're an idiot. I think that there is truth on both sides. So I'm going to legitimize both arguments, if you will. I'm going to legitimize both positions here. I think if you are someone that is disappointed with how the recruiting class shook out in the early signing period, I think you are absolutely justified in that line of thinking. In part because you are seeing a lot of recruiting shake out the way it has in this cycle. And by the way, this is not sour grapes. This is how you have to do it. And this is really always how you've had to do it. But now... It's above board, and it's tangible, and you can see it as opposed to just knowing it is happening. You can see that it's happening. Uh, Ole Miss right now does not have the NIL infrastructure that other schools do, and I truly believe that absolutely hurt them in this recruiting cycle. 1,000% hurt them in this recruiting cycle, the lack of an NIL structure. I know, I know there are multiple uh, different sources working on improving NIL infrastructure around Ole Miss, allowing it to have some kind of subscription model or fund or whatever. Uh, though a lot of things are in the works. They're just not here yet. And the one fund you did have uh, was somebody that was also going to be facilitating for Mississippi State, and you saw how all of that shook out, and and that doesn't seem like a viable option anymore. So right now, Ole Miss does not have the NIL infrastructure in place to really be engaged with 
some recruits. And you saw that shake out in this class, and that's incredibly disappointing. So you're justified there. And also, they did miss on some guys late in the process. Now, they didn't miss exclusively. They signed two guys yesterday, well, more than two guys, um, that were previously uncommitted to them. One was committed to Miami. One's another lineman based in uh, in Louisiana. You got a linebacker from the state of Georgia, four-star linebacker from the state of Georgia, really nice pickup. So there are some good pieces in this class that they were able to get from other people or fight off other people. But it is absolutely true. They did miss late, literally later in the day, on guys that they actually wanted, whether it be Otis uh, right there in Columbia or, or a handful of others as well that they missed on. That is all true. They did miss on some guys. They were planning on signing more yesterday than they actually did. They wanted to sign more yesterday than they did. That is absolutely 150% true. That is true. They wanted to sign more than they did. NIL also has something to do with that. Ole Miss, whoever's getting involved in these NIL situations have to, forgive my language, they, they have to get their asses in gear and quickly because Ole Miss right now is behind. So is Mississippi State, truthfully, uh, for whatever that's worth. But there are other schools, namely Kentucky, that are, whether they're empty promises or not, um, using it better. And Ole Miss can't, they have nothing to show for it right now. So those people need to, to get going a little bit. They got they to get this thing out there or else, you know? So that's all true. And I understand the disappointment there. And there are still a lot of people. I don't know how many, but I know they exist. That look at this recruiting class ranking as definitive. The, the goal in recruiting is to acquire talent. That is the goal in recruiting. It is talent acquisition. And yes, the people that do the recruiting rankings do a pretty good job. Direct correlation between recruiting rankings, success on the field players in the NFL. Undeniable. There is another layer that's been added to this, though, and that is transfers. You have people that are looking at this class, number 24, and thinking, you can't win with this. Five years ago, they'd have been right. If this was the only group of players they were bringing in, it would not be good enough. It is not good enough. They missed on some guys. This right here, these high school players that they're bringing in as a class is not good enough. But that's not all they're doing. That's not the only way that they're bringing in talent. And so I I understand the people that are questioning, wondering how this happened, how, how, why this isn't good enough. I, I understand why those reactions are here, and some of them are justified, but not totally because of the transfer portal. So it can be true that Ole Miss missed on some guys because they did. It can be true that Ole Miss wanted to sign more than they did yesterday. That can also be very true. They, what, signed 15 guys yesterday. They'll get possibly uh, another signature from uh, a four-star based in New Jersey. That, that's coming soon. And they're going to add two more signatures that are currently committed. So 18 guys. Right? Yeah, 15 plus three is, is 18. Max of 18. They wanted to sign more than that, but not much more 
than that. Lane Kiffin told you day one. Day one. Introductory press conference. Roster building in college has now become the NFL. You've got recruiting, the draft, and you've got free agency. And if you're not engaging in free agency, you're not going to win games. He told you that from day one. We've been talking about it for months now. I talked about it months ago because you had that pathetic meltdown last summer. And Ole Miss's best players they signed last year were transfer portal guys, by the way. Didn't even re- reflect in that recruiting class, but but you had reaction that was absent of context. And so I, I, I it was a couple months ago, I think, I, I was talking to you guys and I said, you're going to have people that are going to react and they're not going to get it because their strategy going in is to sign a class that is smaller in high school players and really be active and engaged in the transfer portal. That is not something that just popped up yesterday, despite the narrative from state fans. That is something that they always wanted to do. They were always prepared to do. They were always going to do. So it's all about talent acquisition, right? This class currently is incomplete. It's currently incomplete. On its surface, no, it's not good enough. That's true. But when you look at what is remaining, what is left for them to sign, you can't judge yet. You simply can't judge yet. Because let me give you an example. Dion Smith. That's a name that might not uh, ring a bell to you. But he was the number one recruit in the state of Mississippi last year. Number one player in the state of Mississippi last year. Depending on your service, he was a four or a five star player. He's from Jackson, signed with LSU. Went to LSU, got hurt during the season. Uh, People think he's going to be transferring to Ole Miss. That Ole Miss is the favorite to gain his signature. Add him to this class, just that guy, to this class and you're in the teens, easily in the teens former five-star player in this class, you're in the teens. Changes everything. One player. And you're going to sign that player anyway. But he won't be reflected in the recruiting rankings. Also, yesterday, somebody that's not reflected in the recruiting rankings is Ladarius Tennyson. It's a guy that was at Auburn, former four-star player. He was at Auburn. He comes in with many years of eligibility left. Three of them, I believe. Uh, Most people think he'll step in and play the Jake Springer role. He is a safety that excels closer to the line of scrimmage not so much in coverage, uh, should slip into that Springer role and do it quite nicely. He doesn't and is not reflected in the recruiting rankings. So just adding those two players to this class would make it a class around, what, number 12, 13, somewhere in there. If you add a four-star and a five-star to this current class, it changes everything, all the perception. Everything would change, and these are guys that have years of eligibility remaining and will likely be playing for you next year. Just keep that in mind but before you react to, to how this class has gone. So both of those things can be true at once. Yesterday didn't go as well as it could have, but it can also be true that you need to apply uh, some realism 
to what happened. They were always going to keep it smaller. Not this small, but smaller. And if, like we talked about before, if they're going to implement this strategy, they better hit. If you're going to go the portal route, it can work, as you saw with Chance Campbell. Damn, was he good. Jake Springer, was he really good. Otis Reese has been really good and solid for for you. Orlando Umana had some struggles this year, but a plug-and-play starter on the offensive line. Really good for you. You're going to need Jalen Knox next year to be that guy. There's one, by the way, just somebody that's on your roster that doesn't reflect in a single recruiting class that, that you know, because he's proven it, is an SEC caliber wide receiver because he's done it in the SEC in a bad offense. He's on your campus right now, on your team, and that's never been reflected in recruiting rankings. So could yesterday have gone better? Yes, it certainly could have. But does that tell the entire story? No, it doesn't. They just have to hit. If you're going to go this Porter route, you got to hit. And so far, with Jalen Knox, uh, the wide receiver from Missouri with Ladarius Tennyson, the safety from Auburn, if you add Deion Smith, depending, we'll see what kind of quarterback they add. I mean, they're really active in the portal for for more defensive players. I mean, apparently Zach Evans visited Ole Miss, a former five-star running back. This is where this class is going to be defined because it's all about talent acquisition. Who you bring in, how talented are they? So... If you're asking me to grade the class, my grade would be incomplete. Grade the day, C+. You flipped a guy from Miami. You signed a four-star linebacker. You signed an offensive lineman that you coveted that had some other offers, but you missed on some guys late. So it's kind of an average day. But if they signed Deion Smith... And that's just one guy. I mean, there's, there's more than him. But if they add him, a couple others, they're pr- bringing in a pretty damn good group of players. You just need context. This whole thing just needs... you got to look at it differently. And credit to 24-7 for at least including transfers like in the recruiting class. I don't believe they are... Uh, they are ranked, though, or factored into the recruiting class ranking, but they at least they are reflected on the list so you can actually see you know, who these guys are and who they're bringing in. But anyway, the podcast is also brought to you by, by Advantage Business Systems. If you're in the market, if you're in the state of Mississippi at all, and you are in the market for any kind of office technology They can help you out. ABSMS.com, Advantage Business Systems. They service the entire state of Mississippi. Anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, phone systems. If it's technology, if it's the office, ABSMS.com, they can help you and tell them that I sent you, and they'll give you a complimentary office technology assessment. So uh, you tell them your budget, what you need. They'll uh, work with you there for free. Just tell them I sent you. So I I don't under... I understand the hand-wringing again. I get it, I get it, I get it. But a lot of people around here really, really need to relax uh, a little bit. They uh, they really need to relax because um, the story's not over yet. Tell me what they do in the portal. In the portal, I, I had some people yesterday compare transfer portal guys to JUCO guys, and I, I don't think that is anywhere 
remotely close to the same. Well, Jackie Sherrill built his rosters with junior college guys, and you saw what happened. Yeah, let's talk about Jackie Sherrill in the context of modern college football because that makes total sense. Uh, no, first of all, do junior college players work out? Yes, they do. Hello, Sam Williams. Do portal guys flame out? Yes, they do. Hello, KJ Costello. However, they're not the same. It's apples and oranges. Completely apples and oranges. Uh, portal guys, Tennyson, for example, Ole Miss's new safety. He went to Auburn for a reason. He was a four-star for a reason. And you've seen him on tape. You know that he can be effective against Texas A&M and Alabama, two teams he played against and played this year. You know you can see on film that he can produce against those kind of teams. You've seen it. He can do it. He spent the last year in a college strength and conditioning program, and he has multiple years of eligibility left. I think it's three. I could be wrong. I think it's three. But he has multiple years of eligibility left. That is far different than a junior college kid who's got two left, who's never played against SEC players, who's never been in an SEC strength and conditioning program, and went to junior college for a reason in the first place. Ole Miss got a couple of junior college defensive linemen last year. It took them almost the entire season before they adjusted and started really, really being effective in the SEC. And those were two of the most highly rated junior college guys out there, one of which signed with Auburn first. So it's very different. Honestly, it's not really anything like signing and depending on junior college players. This is quite different. These are guys that you have film on that you know can be good college players. You know are, in a lot of cases, good college players. Very different. Honestly, not even worth discussing any further, but I got some of that yesterday. So don't freak out. No reason to freak out. Ole Miss does need, somebody needs to get NIL stuff figured out quickly, though. They do. That needs to get figured out quickly uh, because that will contribute to recruiting losses moving forward if they don't figure that out. They got to figure that out. Um, so C-plus day. Missed on some guys, got some guys. Class, though, largely incomplete. Tell me how they do in the portal, and I'll tell you how they did with acquiring talent this offseason. In the meantime, y'all relax. They're doing fine. They're doing fine. There's also, I don't have anything confirmed, so maybe we'll talk about it uh, on the next edition, but there's some some thoughts about players possibly returning next year that going into the season you didn't think would um maybe we'll talk about that later i just need to i need to get more information before i start talking about that on a podcast but in the meantime let's just say there's some thought that guys you thought were going to be declaring for the nfl may not be but totally unsure how real that is we'll see we'll get some answers pretty soon you got two weeks until the sugar bowl by the way in the meantime, again, y'all relax. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check out the live streams in the morning. Uh, just find me, my name, search my name on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'd very much appreciate you guys joining me there every morning, uh, talking Mississippi sports and beyond, you know, whatever uh, the flavor of the day is. Join me there. 
Um, but y'all relax, all right? They know what they're doing. They are acquiring talent. They may just not show up in the recruiting class. That's all right. As long as they show up to campus. That's really all that matters. Y'all be good. I'll talk to you next time. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.